Sai Ram. You're listening to Sai Soul 100, a weekly podcast series with soul, where stories of unconditional love shared by devotees of Bhagavan Sri Satya Sai Baba in celebration of his 100th birthday. We invite you to listen in on these motivational stories of his constant loving presence in devotees' lives. Offered at his lotus feet by the Sri Satya Sai International Organization USA, Mid-Atlantic Region. Welcome to Sai Soul 100. Sai Ram, dear listeners, welcome to Sai Soul 100. Our guest today is Bob Singh, who is joining us from Flushing, New York. He'll be sharing two stories where he received Swami's commands through dreams. Sairam, Brother Bob, thank you for joining us. Sairam, Sister Prabhu, thank you for having me. Please share your story. Yes, with Baba, everything is real. And for me, whenever he gives direct command, direct order, I, I would say an order, we have to take it very seriously. In this case, what I would like to share with you is how he gave me this command, this order, in a dream. And he said, a lady will call you. And when she calls you, she will want to come to me. You must bring her, and she will want to come for Christmas. And you must arrive in Prashanti Nilayam on Christmas. This was the dream. I asked in the dream, but Papa, how will I know who it is? Which lady? Who would you like me to bring to you? Please help me with this information. Then he says, don't worry. When she calls you, you will know. And the dream ended, and I woke up in the next day, and I'm trying to figure out that that dream was real. It was not a passing passing one, where I will forget about it. It was so such a command that I remembered it word for word. And I started making phone calls to all my family members to find out who is it. And the whole year went by with this uh, questioning everybody, who is trying to go to Baba? I would like to know. And everybody I call, from my mom to my sisters to everybody, everybody is telling me no. A week before the Christmas date, I got a call from a devotee from Brooklyn. And her name is Helen. And she said, Bob, you don't know me. And this was also while I was sleeping during the day one day. I'm sleeping. She said, you don't know me, but I would like to go to Baba. And I would like to ask you to take me to him. And I said, but Helen, uh, hold on. I went and I washed my face. I woke up. I pinched myself to make sure I'm hearing this now. I said, could you repeat, please? And she says, yes, I would like to go to Baba. And I have to go this time. You will have to take me on this trip. I said, okay, what is your name? Give me your phone number. And I'm not telling her anything about my dream now. I'm only receiving information from her. I said, when would you like to go? She says, I would like to go as soon as possible, but I have to get there for Christmas. 
And I said, okay, let's uh, make a plan. I had no plan to go to Barber right now. I made no reservations. And that was uh, a long time ago when it was very difficult. You have to go to travel agencies and so on to get your ticket reservations and so on. I said, do you have a reservation to go to Baba? Do you have your ticket? Do you have your visa? She said, no, I don't have anything. I leave all of that up to you, which is she's telling me that I have to do all of that for her. I said, oh my gosh, one week before Baba's uh, Christmas, I have to do all of this. How will I do it? First of all, I have to get vacation from the office. Then they have to approve it. Then I have to get a visa. Then I have to get a ticket. Now, all of this is going on. I managed to get the visa for her. I managed to get vacation time from the office. Now I have to get a reservation. I called all the airlines you can think about in those days, from Air India down to you name it, Thai Airlines, Air Morocco, everybody. Nobody had any space for any flights to go during that week to arrive in India in those days at Mumbai airport and then further on to Bangalore. Nobody had anything. And in those days at the bank, I used to use a travel agency because I used to do some travel in the US and Canada and so on for, for the bank's business. I called the travel agent that I used to use. I said, do you have any information? Can you help me? Two of us are going to India and I need your help for two tickets on this date to arrive in India before or on Christmas. And she said, yes, I have a reservation for you for two people. And I said to her, but when did you have this reservation? She said, I don't know, but this reservation is here. It's in your name. I said, okay, thank you very much. When are we going? She said, I can only get you to Mumbai. And from there, you will have to find your way to Bangalore because I told her our final destination is Bangalore because in those days, we had to go to Mumbai and then change to the domestic flight with Indian Airlines to Bangalore. And she said, I can only get you to Mumbai, but you will have to find your way from Mumbai to Bangalore. It was leaving on December 23rd, and it will get you to the 24th in Mumbai, 25th. I said, thank you very much. I paid everything, and we were traveling with Lufthansa. That was the airline that was taking us. We arrived in Frankfurt Airport, and because of all the hurry, now, let me step back for a moment. I am meeting her for the first time at JFK Airport at, on the curb. That was the first time I am meeting this Helen, who wants to go to Baba. We checked in. Not a word. Not a word. Don't talk. Very quiet. We ended up in Frankfurt Airport, and we both fell asleep in the waiting area for our connection. And everybody boarded the flight except me and Helen. We fell asleep. In my ears, I'm hearing a voice talking to me. Wake up. Your flight is boarded. It's waiting for you. Wake up. Wake up. I woke up. I look at the time. I'm hearing the announcements. Rush, your, your flight is boarded. It's waiting. I grabbed Helen with our hand luggage and I started running. We ran. We were the last two to make it into the plane. Of course, I could offer my gratitude and thanks to Baba for getting us on the plane or else they would have gone left without us. We arrived at about midnight, one o'clock in the morning in Mumbai. 
we had to wait until it was six o'clock in the morning to get the first flight from Mumbai to Bangalore. The flight was around seven o'clock in the morning. We arrived there, we stayed in the airport, but apparently there was a strike by Air India and the local Indian airlines to take place on that very day. Now, how am I going to get from Mumbai with a strike going on? There is one Indian airline plane sitting on the tarmac. A sunrise came. I'm praying to Baba. I'm telling Helen, you stay with the luggage. I'm going to go into the Indian Airlines office. And I'm praying, Baba, please help us. This is the only flight that they said is coming from Mumbai to Bangalore. Please help us to get on this flight. It is Christmas. There were four or five rows of people at the counter waiting to get on that flight. And there was a gentleman, an Air India representative, with a piece of paper that is fanning his face. I said, sir, from behind the five rows of people, please, sir, it's for two of us. We are going to Bangalore. Can you help us? We are going to Sai Baba's ashram. I'm trying to say it down quietly so you can hear what I'm saying. He heard me. He reached over everybody. He said, take this slip of paper and go to the counter and pay for your ticket. I took it very silently, and all the faces that were looking at him turned around to look at me, and I said, Jai Saram, I bent my head, and I walked out of the Indian Airlines office to pay for the ticket. I paid for the ticket, and we ran to the aircraft. We made it on the flight because the flight was already filled up with passengers. It was the only flight leaving now, or the last flight leaving now, before the strike started. We arrived in Baba's ashram with Babu's taxi from Bangalore Airport. And I said, Helen, I was instructed by Baba to bring you here. I took her in front Monday in the walkway in those days. And uh, I looked at the Mandir and I said, Baba, upon your instructions, you commanded for me to bring Helen to you. My task is now done. I'm handing her over to you. And I thank you for this opportunity to be your servant for this service. And I told Helen, you are on your own now with Baba. I brought you to where you want to come for Christmas. Today is Christmas, and I thank you for this opportunity to be of service to you. And she went her way. I went my way. I only saw her again when it was time to return home with our taxi. It was one of those experiences that I learned from this story. When Baba prepares us, it's a story now for us, and it's an experience for me to understand at any time in physical form or in the formless, Baba's will will be done. Baba's commands will be done. His love is always connecting all of us, and each one of us has a role to play. Wow, what a powerful message. How did she know to call you on the phone that night? On that occasion, when she called, I never asked her any questions. 
Sister Prabhu, I never asked her any questions. Because you knew that this is the person that Swami instructed you in your dream. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's to me, I didn't have to have any other answers from her. I want to share another story, it's a short one. There was a, a trip I was going to Baba for Darshan. One of my dreams and prayers to Baba was always blessed that I could go to you for Darshan on your birthday. And for many years now, I've been going to Baba for his Darshan on his birthday. On this occasion, I called my mom and I asked her, I said, Ma, I'm going to Baba and I want to ask you, you have anything you would like me to tell Baba or you want me to bring for you? Tell me, please. And she says, son, uh, there is nothing. I don't need anything. But uh, please state my love to Baba and uh, please tell him that I want Vibhuti. I said, okay, Ma, I will do so. I didn't say, Ma, but it will be difficult. I didn't say it's impossible. I didn't say any of that. I just acknowledged her request. Please tell Baba I want Vibhuti. That's what she told me. And I went to Baba. About four days went off into the darshan that we were there. And uh, Baba is not coming close. Neither was I getting front row in the public darshan lines. I was all the way at the back everywhere. On this one occasion, I was sitting on the front row. Baba came for darshan and walked all the way to the men's side, stood up in front of me, looked at me in my eyes, and said, smilingly, do you want Vibhuti? I said, yes, Baba. Sairam, mommy wants Vibhuti. He materialized Vibhuti, he gave it to me. And I said, thank you, Baba, I'll give it to mommy. Just like, like I'm telling Baba, like Baba doesn't know that mommy asked for Vibhuti from him. But I said, I'll give it to him. And just to see Baba's smile, his smile does everything for me. He can make me jump for joy, cry for joy, which I always do, to hear those beautiful words, happy, very happy. How wonderful. So you are very active in many service projects. Can you share a story of Swami's guidance related to that? It was uh, 1991. Again, it was a dream. And uh, I was sleeping, Baba's coming, telling me, I want you to go south. But I said, Baba, south where? He says, don't worry, you will know. And the dream ended. He didn't tell me a country. He didn't tell me anything. All I want you to do is go south. In the morning, I was waiting by a phone call from Brother Vijay Amin. He says, Bob Singh, what are you doing? I'm hearing that the devotees in Guyana are needing of many things. And I'm sleeping. I said, Brother Vijay, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. He says, yes, I'm hearing that the devotees in Guyana don't have photographs of Baba. They don't have cassettes of bhajans. They don't have books. They don't have anything. And you're in New York. What are you doing about it? He says to me. And then in closing, I'm sending you a box of books now. You have to get it to Guyana as soon as possible. A box of books. I didn't say how small, how big, or how heavy, and when. In two days, the box of books arrived at my apartment. Now, I went everywhere, and I'm asking everybody, please help me to get 
blank cassettes because we couldn't get it supplies from India at that time. It was too long to send by ship. And everybody helped me to make copies of cassettes. What they had in those days was cassettes. Um, Bajnawali and Sundaram Bajans and so on. And the videos uh, are of divinity uh, like that. So I got everybody from our South Ozone Park Center, Brooklyn Center, Flushing Center, helped me to make uh, copies uh, that I can take and share in Guyana. Now, how do I know it was Guyana? I made a phone call to Uncle Bob Bozani in California in those days of the bookstore. I said, Uncle Bob, I'm going on a trip. Vijay Amin said, the devotees in Guyana don't have. And he says, oh, yes, I'm going to send you books. I'm going to send you Vibhuti. I'm going to send you everything. Don't worry. They hang up the phone. Two days, a box filled with everything arrived at the door. Now, I have to get a reservation on BWI, Caribbean Airlines, to go to Guyana. In those days, you have to make early reservation or you don't go. I have to get vacation from the office. Everything was done. I'm going to the airport. Brother Dharma is giving me a ride. I had enough luggage for three to four passengers instead of me alone because of the weight of all the books. Now I'm going to the airport on the Saturday morning to fly to Guyana. I arrived at the counter and the person checking me and said, sir, you have too much luggage that we can take one of your bags, but we cannot take all the rest that you will have to pay for it. Well, I said, oh, well, how much do you have in mind to charge me? And then she said about 300 something dollars. And I said, well, I, I don't think I can afford this. When I said this, two young couple, a young couple came with backpacks behind me and they're checking in on the same flight. I turned to them and I said, are you traveling? They said, yes, we're going on vacation. Well, I didn't ask where they were going, but I thought they were going in the same direction with me on the same flight. So once they said that, I said, do you mind if we all check in together that all these can go? I asked the lady at the counter, and she says, yes, they can go. They can check in with you, and it'll go. All three of us checked in, and it was within limits that the luggage can go. And I thanked them very much because they said they were going to go walk around, and then they will check in. I said, okay, in the meantime, I don't want to miss the flight, so I ran to the gate, and I checked in at the security, and I went into the plane. The doors were closed, and I assumed everything was fine. When the flight was mid-air, I said to myself, let me go and offer a second round of gratitude to these two who offered to bring the luggage on board for me. I went two times around the entire plane, up and down the rows on both sides, forwards and backwards, to make sure I don't miss their faces. I will always remember them, but they were not on the flight. These two were not on the flight. I didn't raise alarm with anybody. I said to myself that this can only be my dear beloved Bhagwan, who appeared there to help me to get the luggage on the flight. I accepted, I surrendered to him, and I said, thank you, Baba, and I'm going again. In those days, we had to be in transit in Trinidad and Tobago and wait for a connecting flight four or five hours and then go on to Guyana. When I arrived there, all the passengers had to get off. There was a hostess on the ground on the tarmac standing by the steps. 
greeting me and said, Mr. Singh, your luggage has already been checked all the way to Guyana. Don't worry about uh, claiming it or anything. Uh, we have taken care of it. So just wait there until your connection is ready to board, and then you go on board. And furthermore, we have upgraded you. You have first class. In the connecting flight I'm going now, I'm going to my seat. There was a newspaper as a courtesy for the passenger to read. I opened the newspaper, the Trinidad newspaper, and there it was, a photograph of Baba. And there's a quotation under the photograph. Don't say you will try. Do it, Baba. This is how Baba does it. He gives you the confidence. He gives you the will. He gives you the strength. He gives you everything that you need to undertake his command, his wishes, his will. Arrived in Guyana, and we had enough to distribute to 12 centers and 10 devotional groups. Brother Ramesh Pasad, the president coordinator for Guyana in those days, hosted me, and we sat all night in his home, making all the packages for all the centers, and then he will take me around to all the centers to distribute them. I was going to one of the centers to deliver one package to this gentleman, Mr. Leo, from a village called Port Morant. And he was just coming home while I had already gone to his... He was not there when I arrived. So as I was leaving, he was coming in. So we met in the middle of the bridge, crossing over a trench. And he looked at me and he says, Brother Bob, you came. I said, how do you know? He said, yes, I heard that you were coming. And he held my hands, this older gentleman. And he says to me, he was about 70 or 75 around that age at that time. He says to me, Baba keeps us well, but I want to do one thing. I want to touch your hands because you touched Baba, and I want to receive his blessings through you. And the tears just came to him and to me standing on the bridge right there at the same time. I couldn't even talk to him, neither did he have any words more for me. So, Brother Bob, it goes to show that Swami's divine command can come in many ways, including through dreams. You understood the dreams to be commands, and without asking questions, you just accepted and followed. All you did was to say yes, and he took care of all the details, such as, in your first story, the flight reservations were already available under your name, although you did not make them. And then in the second story, two strangers allowed your luggage to be checked in as if it's their own. And then these passengers were nowhere to be found. So Brother Bob, thank you for sharing your stories of following Swami's commands and demonstrating that Swami's will will be done. Sairam, dear listeners, thank you for listening to Sai Soul 100 with Brother Bob Singh. I am Prabha Swaminathan. Until next time, Jai Sai Ram.